0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to OMB Reviews. I am the critic who is a cynic. How is everyone doing this Saturday? Blessed Saturday, everybody. We are at Ember Saturday uh, in the season of Advent, so still rocking the purple lights. So blessed Ember Saturday, everybody. And welcome to episode 399 of the Welcome to Asgard podcast, the Chosen of Valhalla podcast with no chosen to be found uh, so this has been a, definitely a difficult show to, to schedule, uh, as there are a lot of people, of course, traveling, people working. And that is, of course, the nature of the beast once you get to the mid-December point. But with everything that was going on earlier this month, this was really the only weekend that I could do the December show. And uh, unfortunately, uh, it, it looks like I'm, I'm currently alone. I should be joined very soon by Rosetta Allen, uh, she said that she snowed in, so she originally was not going to be able to be here, but because of snow uh, is is stuck, so she's stuck doing a show with me potentially, uh, so uh, I'll let her in as soon as she joins in the back room. Uh, unfortunately, we also, uh, of course, prayers heading out to, to Tina B, Empress of the Universe. She is still having some issues with her eyes, so please keep her in your uh, in your prayers. Recently, we had the Feast of Saint Lucy, and I think that it is a great saint to to pray to, uh, to pray for the intercession of Saint Lucy into Tina's life, as Saint Lucy is well known for uh, being one to go to with uh, eye conditions. Um, so praying to Saint Lucy, the intercession of Saint Lucy, and of course praying uh, for intercession in, in Tina's life to be able to receive healing uh, for for her eyes, and hopefully is able to recover soon and recover quickly, uh, not just to be a part of the Asgardian community here, but of course also the Soup the Nuts community as well, which she and Stephanie B run and have a darn good time with. And so, while I am in the chats, I'm checking the the Discord right now to see what's going on. Um, thank you for joining me early. And yes, uh, Father Christopher Miller, thank you very much for being here. Uh, today. No stream tonight uh, because of us having an earlier stream. Whenever we have the chosen streams, I try to cancel the evening streams uh, simply because doing two streams in a row uh, or two streams very short next to each other, it's just something I don't know if I could physically be able to handle. Uh, And uh, just the fact that normally uh, the usual chosen stream goes about three hours uh in order to be able to give everybody the you know as much time as they as they want as much time as they would like to be able to to mention the things that they want to talk about whether it be movies pop culture projects they're working on uh, other things like it i was thinking today we could probably talk a little bit about maybe christmas uh talk about christmas traditions and things of that sort but we of course uh will do so uh once the chosen get in but while we wait for the chosen let us say hello to the people we got derek mcmanus in the chat what's going on derek how is it going? Sahil, what is going on? Saying it's hilarious to see how the projections for Avatar 2 keep falling. Yes, I will say this much. Do not be fooled by those numbers. Uh, this is something, as you all know, I'm, I'm always very uh, vocal about. Uh, warning people about reading too much into early numbers. Because right now the film is still projected to make around 120 to $150 million in its opening domestic which is still quite a bit more than even the adjusted-for-inflation opening of the first film. So it's tracking better than the first film, money-wise. Now, that does not equate necessarily to having as many people, because, uh, again, I, I keep shouting him out. I shouted him out on Friday Night Tights last night as well, which was a fun show. Um, but I, I, I will shout him out again, Valiant Renegade, because something that he has been very uh, consistent about is talking about how because the average ticket price has changed so dramatically between when the first Avatar came out and this one, even though the money might be higher, ultimately, we see that the number of people is lower because with a higher ticket price, it means you, need, you, you, you don't have to have as many people to make as much, if not more, than in previous years. And so because of that, though we are seeing this movie tracking to do better than the first film, we uh, are also looking to see the film have much less actual people. So the audience for this film has absolutely dropped significantly. And I think that that trend will continue both domestically and internationally as we continue to move forward in its actual release. But again, 120 to $150 million was still the range that I was seeing domestically for this movie. I think that the, uh, the range for China, China, Remember that that was one that they were originally projecting it to make around $100 million this weekend, and that is not looking like it's going to happen because they were expecting to have around 3,000 screens open for its opening day. Only 1,700 were actually open, so they were at half capacity in that instance. I think that they were able to open up more of their theaters by the weekend, and so it's it's looking like it might be a little bit better than what it could have been had half the theaters been been open the entire weekend, but either way, you're looking at it being 50 to 75% less. And they were projecting it to make around 100 million dollars in China opening weekend. So now it's looking what maybe 50 to 75 million in China. And yeah, not it's it's definitely not a good look for the film. But the reason why I say to be careful and Valley Renegade has mentioned this as well, and I know that he'll be covering this as much as I will, is that Avatar, James Cameron especially, uh, and we look to the first Avatar film as as kind of being uh, evidence of this, will have very good legs because of the fact of when this film is releasing. It's not a mistake that Disney decided to release this film this weekend because it's got this weekend all by itself, essentially, all next week. Then you have Christmas weekend, which, again, that might ultimately also be a little bit of fool's gold because the the drop actually might be a lot higher because of Christmas, because of people being together with family and not going to the theater, though of course there are people that go to the theater on Christmas as well. So that'll be interesting to see. And then you'll have the entire you know week after Christmas where people will t- typically be off, at the very least, you'll have a bunch of people off from school, college students, high school students as well, people who much more likely would go to see this movie. You then also will have a lot of people off from work, maybe a couple days that week, maybe even the entire week. And so that is going to create a lot of money for this movie. And so what Valley Renegade is pointing out, and which I will totally agree to, is that this film will have a very good holiday run. And because of that, even though the projections for this weekend are coming in a lot smaller and a lot lower, I think ultimately we will definitely see the film do very, very well as far as just the total number is concerned. Um, Whether it hits 500 million internationally at this point, Based off of China being less and based off of even the domestic being a little bit less than what they had thought, I think that we're probably looking closer to 4 to $450 million worldwide, if I had to guess. I have not checked to see what the recent updates have been. I'll go ahead and uh, pull up Deadline's box office. Yeah, so yeah, they of course are adjusting on the fly, and this is something that they do, uh, important just for us to, to always keep that in mind that when it comes to box office numbers, you adjust when those numbers are actually, you know, as they come in. But I'll go ahead and and pull this up for people to be able to see. So that way we can we can talk about it. So as you can see, Avatar lands $53 million Friday. James Cameron sequels between 130 and 150. So as I said Between $130 and $150 million is what they are expecting the film to make money-wise. But again, going back, and I I think I'm just going to call it the Valiant Renegade point. I would call it the VR point, but then people would think it's a little bit different. But the Valiant Renegade point is this is dollars, not people, right? So there are not nearly as many people buying tickets to go see that. And this is something that I actually pointed out last week on the show. Remember on Tuesday's show last week, I pointed out the fact that... um, You had a lot of people buying tickets to the IMAX 3D. You had almost nobody buying 2D tickets and very few buying even the 3D tickets for opening night. That was specifically opening night. I think I went to Friday as well, and it was a very similar story. So that's why you are still seeing a high number here because the average ticket price is higher. But the number of people compared to the first film, yeah, there's no way this film is going to get anywhere close to the same number of people. But this is the update from Deadline. It says the box office media will be quick to judge that Avatar is coming in under its projections with an opening day of 53 million off from the first day previews of last year's Spider-Man No Way Homes, 121.9, the second highest day of the year, and a three-day weekend between 130 to 150, which is different than the domestic 260. So again... This film is coming in underneath projections, but even the high projections had the film making between 150 and 200 domestically. So it's still making well over $100 million domestically this weekend. It was still also initially going to make less than No Way Homes, right? It's still going to be less than No Way Homes. But remember that though the opening weekend is not going to be as impressive as No Way Homes, Even though it is coming in underneath what the initial projections were, that does not mean that we're not going to see strong numbers every day this week, decent numbers next weekend. Again, Christmas holiday being on a, you know, with Christmas being on a Sunday this year, that's going to make things interesting, right? Because that means that Friday, Saturday, you could actually see high numbers because people will be spending time together on Sunday and Sundays are not always the biggest day for the box office anyway. So it'll be very interesting to see where that falls uh, when when all is said and done, but it's absolutely coming in much less. And uh, anyway, I'm now joined by Rosetta Allen. Rosetta, how's it going? I can't hear.
1: Yeah, the mic's being a little stubborn. I'm not quite back to the house yet, so.
0: Oh no, okay. Yeah, I was like, hey.
1: I was see a Pretty Boy before I have to travel because I'm going to miss my health family, you know? <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: And then my husband's like, what else do I do? And I look at the clock and went, oh, crap.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, I think I'm being joined by Rosetta at some point. I can't quite guarantee, but we'll talk about it when she's here.
1: <laughs> Me and my nature stuff. I get very distracted. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, you can just jump back in when you get home, then, because.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it's getting a little noisy, I let you know what's yeah. going on, and it just takes too long. It's not a long drive; it's like
0: 50, 20 minutes. Okay, cool. That sounds good. I'll, 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 will keep talking with the people then. While, while we <laughs> come in. <laughs> right. I'll fill you in on
1: it All when right. I get there. All right,
0: sounds good. And I'll see you in a few. All right. So we will be joined by Rosetta Allen. Uh, in a little bit as she is on her way uh, on her way back. And we also should be joined by Laura, the modern major general, at, at some point. I know it's gonna be somewhat random because she's also dealing with some some house stuff today. Um so we'll we'll have to wait and see. But anyway, as you can see though, going back to, to that main point about the box office, so it's coming in less, right, than No Way Home. This is not gonna be on the same level domestically. As, as Spider-Man No Way Homes, I don't think, at least. It goes on to say, However, realize that in the case of Avatar, it's all about the low supply and high demand for premium seats. And that's exactly how people want to see the film. IMAX and PLF tickets are driving 32% of Avatar 2's tickets. So that just means IMAX, 3D, any of the higher-end um, any of the higher end tickets, right? So an aver- that's why I say the average ticket price for this movie is a lot higher than a lot of the other films that we're talking about. So the numbers are going to look higher even with less people overall. Uh, this is talking about from Friday, the Thursday preview is very similar share figure to Black Panther's 35%. It's interesting that uh, Black Panther actually had a higher percentage of, of the more premium tickets versus Avatars. So I, would, I would have thought Avatar's share would have been a lot higher. It says, but then Avatar 2 also has another 31% in ticket sales from 3D showings. That's non-PLF and IMAX venues, no double counting here. Okay, well, hey, thanks for at least trying to be honest, Deadline. Who is this? Is this Nancy? No, this is Tony. What's up, Tony from Deadline? So anyway, so it is getting a, a quite a heavy share from these higher price tickets. Uh, with the runtime, people are seeking out the best time and format to see this movie uh, in, says EVP, Chief Content Programming. Oh, that's a long title, dear Lord, for Midwest Chain and BnB theaters, about three hours and 12 minutes. And that is going to be, I think, one of the big stories with this movie is the fact that it is three hours and 12 minutes long, and you do feel it. The movie is an incredibly boring film. You all know, hopefully by now, if you've seen my, my review, I was not very fond of the film. I, I did not think it was a very good film. Um, But that runtime, as is being rightly pointed out here, does indeed put limits on how many showtimes you can have, meaning how many actual premium showtimes you can have in any given day. If the film was only two hours long, guess what? You now have the capacity to have, what, 30% more showings in a given day just in one screen. Right. Think about the number of showings you need in a screen, the time you need between screens to be able to clean the theater at least 30 minutes, maybe 45 minutes, uh, depending especially on how busy it is. So you're talking here about a film's runtime that, yeah, again, people are going to see it. But could this end up having a, a major impact We'll wait and see. The top 129 theaters for Friday previews were well over 50,000 and were all IMAX, Dolby, XD, PLF, I'm told. At 53 million, it's the highest opening day for a Cameron movie, beating the $27 million day of 2009 Avatar. So, of course, they're not adjusting that number for inflation. But as I mentioned, this weekend is projected still to make more than the adjusted for inflation numbers for the first Avatar film, I believe. Uh, Internationally running, total stands at 127.1, with China for an all-in global uh, cum to date of $180.1 million so far. Realize that No Way Home and Marvel movies are front-loaded, and that Uber movie, and that Uber movie, what? Saw 68% decline in weekend two. I think let's talk about no way home again. We can't judge avatar two until we get through new year's weekend. And I think that's a fair point to be set, right? Is we do have to wait for this film to be out for a couple of weeks to see, okay, what's the daily numbers, um, you know, actually looking like what's the day-to-day performance looking like, but this is of course going to you know, get some of that China money. It's not going to get as much of that China money though, as many of the theaters are still uh, closed in China And it's interesting, and I've mentioned this point before and I will mention it again, China was all about closing things down until this movie came out. And then they're like, let's open up everything, everybody, because, oh, yeah, we were trying to scare you with the whole no COVID stuff before, but uh, we want to make money and Disney is going to give us a crap ton of money, going to give us a crap ton of money if we have this theater out, because we get a lot of the returns on that. We, we get, you know, they have a very sweetheart deal with Disney and all the other major studios in Hollywood. Uh, but I think they have one of the best working relationships. I would say right now, universal has the best working relationship with them because universal has had more films, at least recently in the last couple of years released there. Uh, whereas Disney kind of fell out of it a little bit. Uh, a lot of their major releases didn't get there, but clearly avatar, James Cameron, James Cameron, I would say, probably has a better working relationship in general because I mentioned this before, too. The technology being used in Avatar was developed by China. So anyway, uh, Brian Bart hail to you. Thanks for joining today. I had highlighted this while the opening was playing, but uh, happy birthday, JKD Buck, 76 Hope you have a good time uh, at your birthday. Hopefully, uh, it's not going to see Avatar 2. Good Lord, Uh, General Wingster. No, we are not going for hours today. Uh, Again, we're going to try and go uh, from start time about 90 minutes. As I mentioned, Uh, I'll be joined by Rosetta as soon as she gets home. She's in the chat right now. Uh, Glad to see you there. And uh, so we will be trying to do probably a 90 minute show. So probably stopping around 130 ish, uh, because I know there's stuff that I need to do around the house. Uh, I know there's stuff that I'm sure a lot of (laughs) a lot of other people need to do around the house as well. Um, and so especially since today is kind of a, you know, all over the place day when it comes to who can, who can jump in and for how long we'll probably try and do about 90 minutes today, a typical show length, but we'll, we'll see how things are. Uh, but we probably won't go to the, to the full three hours that we typically do. Um, G 76 hail to you. Thanks for being here again. Father, thank you for stopping by. Uh, he says I'm at a high school basketball game, so I can't stay. No problem at all. Father, good luck to your school's team. Gary Banjo Sandwich, what's up, good sir? Tied to say, it's the most wonderful time for a beer. Well, according to you, Be- Gary Banjo, you all know I'm I'm very much not into that. Uh, I'm a straight edge individual. But if you want to crack open a, open a beer, you're more than welcome to. Bruce, hail to you, good sir. Again, I think I, I did shout you out the other day, but thank you for the wonderful card and for the $100 that's a super chat, real life super chat. Appreciate it. Card was very, very nice and appreciated the calendar, the little, little mini calendar card and the prayer card. It was awesome. Thank you. Uh, in disguise, meet me. What's going on? How's it going? How's it going? Father says, bummer. I don't have the vigil tonight. Anyway, got to run sucking up phone bandwidth being here. It's okay. Father, thank you for stopping by even just for a little while. And I like how you're like, oh yeah, tonight I actually could be in the show. I actually could be in the chat. Uh Uh-huh sure sure father <laughs> uh Jay bling what's going on hail to you well yeah because it's december it's our december uh stream it's our december member stream december member stream and i figured well it means that we're not going to talk again until after christmas is over so we might as well have our our christmas stream amongst the chosen uh i'll still have a stream pl- still planning on having a stream on tuesday evening and then of course um coming up this weekend with the 23rd. I, I think Friday Night Tights might still be possible because my Christmas travel plans don't start until after Christmas Day. So um, I'll have to wait and see, of course, what we are doing. Uh, gotta check with the wife. Check, gotta check with the Lady Frey, of course, um, as she uh, might be making some plans with, with some friends. We'll have to wait and see. But uh, the chances of us having a Saturday stream next weekend... We'll have to wait and see. Dragon Bricks, what's going on? Welcome back to the chat. Yeah, no competition for the film. So that's why, again, that's why I think it would be a mistake to undermine this movie. It would be a mistake to undermine this movie because it might be coming in underneath where people expected it to be this weekend, but it will still have a lot of room to run. And because of that that massive uh, amount of money that each ticket costs, just even on average, it's going to make it back. Uh, again, I I did not see the film in 3D, um, and I will just say I don't think it's worth seeing at all. I think the film is a three-hour waste of time. I don't think anyone should waste their time with it. I think you would be using your time much more efficiently by going to either see a different movie. I recommend The Banshees of Anishrin. People were apparently coming after me. I think there's a lot of people from either from Ireland or from I just noticed a lot of comments from people from from Ireland under the review that I did, the review that I posted for the movie. And there was a couple of comments where they were trying to go after my pronunciation. It's like, come on, I'm not clearly not going to get the pronunciation perfect. Let's see. Paul Fisher. Thank you for tagging it, sir. Says, does any one track tickets sold for movies so i do know i I found this the other day just by mere like happenstance by mere mistake um that the numbers you know tracks ticket sales uh, like actual ticket sales to a certain degree um i forget exactly (laughs) how and where i found it but uh if i can find it again I will I will try to bring it up. Let's see annual box office. Okay, yeah, it was under the annual box office. So let's see complete chart for 2022. Yeah, so according to and my guess is, let me see their methodology. It says this chart ranks by most. Let me pull that up on screen so people can see. Uh, This chart ranks movies by the amount they earned during 2022. It includes movies released in previous years that earned money during 2022. For example, a movie released over Thanksgiving in 2021 will most likely earn money in both 21 and 22. Click on the individual movie to see its total gross over all the years in which it played. Inflation adjusted figures are based on ticket sale estimates. Uh, See top 2022 movies at the domestic box office. Movie index 2022 for overall of all movies released in 2022. So This is the one place that I've seen as far as tickets sold. I'm sure there might be other places. But anyway, looking at this currently, if you look at Avatar Way of Water, based off of this is just domestically, they are projecting that as of right now, the Way of Water and that $53 million opening. So just the Thursday and Friday numbers that 5.7 million people, 5.7 million tickets, almost 5.8 million tickets were actually sold for it. So that obviously will go up by the end of the weekend. But the top movie, Top Gun Maverick, 78 million dollars or rather 78 million tickets sold. If you go back a year, the top grossing film was Spider-Man No Way Home, uh, which was 66 million. But I believe that that film uh, will have. Let's see if I can go back. I'm clicking the wrong things. So anyway, Spider-Man New Way Home, $66.9 million. However, it also had another, let's see here. Yeah, it had another 26 million tickets sold in 2022 because obviously it came out end of 21 into 2022. So anyway, but uh, the top selling films of uh, the year... 78 million tickets for Top Gun Maverick. Last year, Spider-Man No Way Home at 66. But again, add those other ones in that film was almost 100 million tickets sold for that movie. So very impressed. Bad Boys for Life, 22 million. That was the COVID year. So that one makes sense. Uh, Endgame, 93 million tickets sold. Um, Black Panther, 76 million tickets sold. Star Wars Last Jedi, 57 million tickets sold. Finding Dory, 56 million tickets sold. And then Star Wars The Force Awakens, 88 million tickets sold. Now, again, that was in that individual year, and a a bunch of those did carry over into the next year. But since we are talking about Avatar currently, right now it's only sold about five, uh, over five million tickets. But by the end of the weekend, I I suspect that that will be a lot higher. So anyway, you can find that on the numbers and if you go to the box office and then you go to the, let's see, was it chart index? Was it annual box office? No. Which one was it? Was it records? Nope. Is it chart index? Nope. 2022 domestic? No. How did I find it before? I feel like I'm going crazy here annual box office that's what it is okay yeah I got tricked by the chart so yeah if you go to box office on the numbers annual box office it'll then show you tickets and then you can go and see complete chart there uh etc so that's the only place that that I at least use on a regular basis that tracks the actual tickets uh Gus what's going on welcome back let's see orange hour views thanks for being a member on the channel back welcome back to the chat uh, thanks for hanging out in the chat, Rosetta should be home pretty soon. Jennifer Wingster says, feeling well. Uh, I am a little, I have a little bit of the sniffles, a little bit of the coof. Not the coof, but a little bit of a cough. Let's see. Rosetta says, I only need about 20 hours to monetize now. Also, remember the 29th is my birthday. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So happy early birthday to Rosetta. And we'll mention that again when she joins uh, on stream again. And uh, go check her out on YouTube as well. Um, and I do have a quick command, uh, exclamation point Rosetta will pull up her YouTube channel. So go check out Rosetta Allen's YouTube channel. Give her some support, help her get to that 20 hours for monetization. Let's see Gary Banjo's sandwich. Napatar was very long. Yes, it was. And very nap worthy. Dam and the five who is a member. Hail to you. Lurking for a while at work. Hey, thanks for being here. Let's see. Rosetta says, I'm leaving Tuesday. Probably won't be back to my house until March. Dang. That's right. The long winter. She then goes on to say, Avatar is trash. Always has been. Say no to acid dropping smurfs who think they are natives. Yep. Absolutely. There is definitely the the whole noble savage trope throughout the entirety of the film, just like in the original And there are a lot of things that are very much borrowed from the original as far as general story beats and general concepts and characters, villains, that kind of thing. I think one of the things that bothered me the most, though, was the first 10 minutes when every single thing they established was a complete contrivance. It was so incredibly forced. I mean, people try to bring up, I think, saying, well, you weren't as critical of uh, Top Gun Maverick. Well... There's, there's several differences with that film. For one, that one is 35 years separated from the original. Uh, two, they really weren't looking to make a, a sequel for, you know, if they had been planning on making a sequel, it obviously didn't happen until 35 years later, whereas Avatar was always made with the mindset, James Cameron, that had the mindset of the story continuing on past that point for at least five total movies or so. So that is also has to be it has to be taken into account as a difference. Um, You then also take into account that Maverick is, though it is an absolutely this is something that one can bring up. It is rehashing a lot of the same beats of the first movie. It's doing so one, effectively, two, respectfully, and three, it's actually even raising the bar. And so it's not that any film to be good has to be completely original. It's just that when your film only has visual effects, and that's the only thing that you can really run on, and that's the main thing people are talking about with this movie and with the last movie, you have to then be able to supplement that with something else. And if the best you can do is a rehash story, that's not even good, that is not effective. That is not well done. As in the case with Top Gun Maverick. And then you add to it the fact that Top Gun Maverick is using all practical effects with real people. Doing real stunts. Doing crazy stuff. Whereas with Avatar, yeah, you might have the motion capture. And I'm sure they'll release some behind the scenes of what the actors were doing. Not taking anything away from the actors there. Ultimately, it is still CGI. There are still CGI enhancements of those performances. So... There is a major difference there story-wise between the two. But ultimately, one of the major issues when it comes to the story of Avatar is those are those, again, those contrivances very early on. They give you this exposition where they tell you everything. They explain everything to you. It's almost as if they're trying to explain and show how dumb they think their audience is. They think that their audience can't actually figure out a more complex story, so they have to spell everything out for them. They have to literally have a voiceover explaining how all things work. I mean, heck, they even pull the old Valkyrie trick, by Valkyrie, I mean the film Valkyrie, where that film starts off in German and then becomes English, just to make it seem like, oh, you know, it's, it's, like, it's as if you're hearing it in English, Again, it was one of those, you know, poor ways of trying to, you know, make a connection, Thinking themselves clever. They do that here as well. They have a line in the film, the very opening of the movie, where Jake Sully says, you know, oh, and with the language, I've been around it so long, now it's almost as if I was hearing English, and then all of a sudden you're hearing the Navi speak, speaking in the Navi language, and then all of a sudden now it's in English. And now, oh wait, rest of the movie, we can just have it be in English. Again, almost as if to say, oh yeah, our audience... Probably couldn't handle subtitles. <laughs> King Gain Rumschke, what's up? Over on Rumble says, in my honest opinion, tickets sold should ju- uh, should just be the metric to use to determine a movie's popularity. No Way Home did huge numbers. Well, there is a problem with that, though. The numbers that you just saw are complete estimates. Because remember, that's just based off of average ticket price. So they take the average ticket price and then they divide the total box office And that's how they get their tickets. It's not not as if there is a running tally of, oh, today we sold 500 tickets, add it to the pile. I wish there was that metric. I, I think that is and should be the metric that's used. Because that's the reason why you have films like Gone with the Wind, for instance, that still has such a massive stranglehold on total worldwide box office records. Because if you look to the actual tickets sold for that movie none of the modern films can even hold a candle to it victor fontaine what's going on good sir welcome back to the chat i know a few people waiting to see avatar next weekend because they couldn't get prime 3d imax seats exactly next weekend i don't think unless they've pre-ordered the tickets for next weekend i don't think next weekend's going to be a very good one to go see it either i i would say it probably would be better to see it during the middle of the week anyway Rosetta says, Avatar sucked. Special effects are crap if the movie sucks. Yeah. Again, the the, the special effects, I will say the world that's built, yeah, okay. It's impressive. But I made this point before, and and I made it last night on Friday Night Tights. This movie is not really a movie that's worth seeing once, let alone twice. It honestly, the only place that I think this, this movie has a place is on... The screen of every Best Buy 4K TV as a reference source. And it's, hey, it's a three-hour movie, so guess what? You don't have to have it change over several times. You can just have it rolling in the background. People can walk by and say, ooh, this looks pretty. And that's the, really the only logical... That, that's the only logical purpose that that Avatar actually has. That's the only one that that it actually has. That's the only place that I could actually see it having value is in showing what TV technology can do, right? What what 4K can do. Because just like with the first movie, when everyone was going crazy, I was like, yeah, but those giant blue Smurf people, again, still doesn't look real. And sure enough, this time around as well, guess what? Okay, you can try and argue, oh, it's so much better. Still giant blue Smurf people with those weird tails that they use not only to 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 make love, but also to ride animals. Raises some questions. Rosetta goes on to say, I don't watch those either unless I want to mock something. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. And again, I went into watching it with an open mind, as I always do. Some people may not believe that, but but I do. I, I can provide examples, but I don't think that one I should have to. And two, people will say, well, you're just being disingenuous by mentioning it because you're just using that as blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay. Just trying to make the point that I dislike the film because I the, the because the film's not a very good movie. Take the visual effects out of it and then make a compelling argument. And it's hard to do that. Goes on to say, the only reason to watch monster movies and horror is to laugh at the senseless violence. Well, I I will say to a point, because I think that there are definitely horror films that you watch because they're they're clever, because they are actually very effective. Some people like getting scared. I don't. That's why I stay away from those. Um, But the psychological thrillers, the psychological horror films, those are the ones I'm more drawn to because they actually, you know, I think that those those are actually making you think making you work through things. She's like, we icy roads. Yeah, for those that have maybe just joined, smash the like button, light the fire button on Odyssey, smash the rumble button as well. And uh, for those that are just joining though, Rosetta will be joining me on stream soon. Uh, she's one of the uh, few, uh, if not the only uh, members of the Chosen of Valhalla group that will actually be able to join me today, which is why we're going to have a, a little bit of a shorter stream And also why I'm 38 minutes in and talking about box office at Avatar. Uh, But right now she's driving home and uh, wee icy road. (laughs) Hubby drives, of course, of course, of course. Well, again, please drive safely. And of course, as I mentioned, please also support Rosetta on her YouTube channel as well. She goes on to say, Hollywood thinks all natives are tree-hugging hippies, clueless fools, yep. Coming from someone who herself is is a native for those that don't know rosetta is native american now of course in in today's modern world where color of skin is what determines what you are people would often times and often do look at rosetta and say oh well she's white it's like mm, okay well <laughs> that's 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 not how we determine these things okay <laughs> Just because someone looks a certain way doesn't mean that that's what their heritage or their culture is. I mean, come on, people. Come on, people. Um, but if anyone's going to know anything, especially about just how bad Cameron is in the representation of of Native life and of Native culture, if anyone's going to be able to speak about that, especially, it's going to be Rosetta. Um, but yeah, it, it's just, it's amazing, right? Because this is yet another film that... Whereas the first film is much more tree huggy. This one's all save the whales. Save the oceans, save the whales. So th- this film has just as much of a political message as the first one does. I, I-, I will at the very least say that at least it doesn't have and the name for the item. Isn't as dumb. In the first film, the uh, precious resource was-, was literally called unobtainium. Yes, and there are people that defend the writing of the first film unobtainium in this one though it doesn't have as dumb of a name it is as silly of of a process somehow some way they figured out and by the way i mean i'm not gonna really you all know my thoughts on avatar and now on avatar 2 i'm not really gonna protect anyone from from spoilers as far as basic plot stuff i mean I'm, i'm not gonna talk necessarily about um you know Let's just say uh, spoilers are, are going to likely happen, but I will say this. I don't think any of the spoilers that are ever going to be mentioned about this film will change your opinion about the film. As far as, you know, if you were going to enjoy the film already, you're going to enjoy the film. If you were going to hate the film already, you're, you're going to hate the film, whether you know what's going to happen or not, because that's one of the things this film has a problem with is that it's very predictable, but what's not predictable is Rosetta Allen. What's up, Rosetta?
1: Sorry, I did uh, the beginning. i just having no, one of it's those fine. it's
0: fine. It's <laughs> fine. Welcome. Welcome back, Rosetta. One of my chosen of Valhalla. Finally jo- joined by a chosen. How have you been?
1: Busy. Yes. <laughs> very, very busy. <laughs> no, I got... I posted a few shorts uh, the day before my husband's birthday at the end of last month. At that point, I was under 950 subs. And... Several of them got over the last month. They, it's just a question of if they actually hit or not. They've been getting nothing if they don't. But for them picks them up, they're getting anywhere from thousand to seven thousand hits on them consistently. For a small channel, that's pretty big. Oh yeah. But I went from like under nine hundred and fifty subs to almost twelve hundred in a few weeks here.
0: Nice.
1: <laughs> and I've gained almost two thousand watch hours. Oh so, wow. I am literally like 20 away from monetization level.
0: Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, so I, I posted it earlier and I'll post it again. But please, people, check out Rosetta's YouTube channel. It'll be posted by uh, Heimdall in a second. There it is. So check out her channel, subscribe to it, and also make sure to to watch and support her content. Help her get those watch hours up so that way she can get monetized. So, yeah, because yeah. you had the big uh, 1K celebration, right?
1: Yeah, that was yeah. like a week ago and I'm already getting close to the Monetize on it and I had like 1200 left. No, actually, I had over 1400 hours left to get when I did that stream about a week ago. Nice. And it's less, like I said, it's close. <laughs>
0: <So>. <laughs> and then once you get there, it's just like you, you still have to do the whole process of waiting because nothing could be, you know, instant with YouTube unless you're taking seen, down your content,
1: right? I have seen it take people anywhere from minutes to months to get monetized. Mm-hmm. You never know which it's going to be. Yep. So. Yeah yeah I but mine it would was on be it would be nice shorter. if they do it quickly so i could actually get like super chats and gifts for my birthday yeah but i'm not gonna hold my breath
0: <laughs> <laughs> well that's why i always recommend people even if they're not monetized um to create like either a Streamlabs link or something like that so that way people can still donate uh to you already and then you don't have to because that's the thing too it's like you get so excited that you're monetized on youtube and then all of a sudden you kind of look and see oh how many super chats did i get oh Oh, wait, YouTube's taking 30% of every, oh, oh, it's not as, okay. (laughs) You're like, oh, maybe I, maybe I should have had something else set up. Because
1: I'm going to be gone for so long. and I have so much I have to do while I'm gone. I've been going through like all these animal videos. I've never gotten to post or deal with because I'm not great at editing. Usually Mm -hmm. Um, the 5k player for videos and Blu-ray on your computer actually is a very quick way to cut sounds out of the videos and clean up the images that they shake for my like tremors. Mm-hmm. And it's not perfect, but it makes them look cleaner and I can slow them down on a few so they can see the details of how the feathers shake when they open and wings and stuff like that. And nice. They may not be big videos. They may not be ultra Edited or fancy, but I can at least clean out the background noise and wind, and let people actually see the animals moving and stuff. And just program one to post a day for the next few months. So if I can't do stuff while I'm taking care of mom, I'm still at least getting some content out.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. And uh, and yeah, you're getting ready because um, obviously you had mentioned the snow kept you from because you were going to start your travels to see family.
1: We were supposed to originally try to leave last weekend, and my women's group, which is the church stuff, wanted to have an extra week, They so they planned this whole potluck there, so I delayed an extra week for that, and then all the blizzards hit, because she's in South Dakota. Mm. So, as they're trying to open up South Dakota, we're getting snowed on here.
0: <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Snow just follows your family everywhere.
1: So it's okay. We deal with that. We'll yeah. get things done. We'll fix it. That's not a problem, but eh, we'll find a way. Even if mm-hmm. we have to take alternate routes or places that didn't get hit as much, we'll find a way. Yeah. But my mom's already trying to get us to rearrange and redo my house enough to have her come out here next winter so she can go track Eagles with me. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. as she said, it doesn't make sense for somebody with her issues. She can't drive on the snow because she's. Limited on driving, anyways, because she has Mm. cataracts and other issues. So she can only drive some hours of the day. She can only drive certain conditions and stuff. And it doesn't make sense for her to be alone out in the mountains for months Mm in a time when she can't really drive. So she's like, Well, this, we already know your house isn't ready for this. It's not. There's so much stuff I'm behind in this house because of the last couple of years and taking care of family. There's no way I could just bring her out here to stay with us now. Mm -hmm. But, she wants to come up here for a couple months next winter and actually go track eagles with me and interact with the animals and stuff with me. That's awesome. So that may take out a lot to do for the next year. <laughs> yeah. I have to go help take care of her for this winter and be basically her chauffeur and help out with the house. Mm-hmm. And then do all, try to get all my work and all my summer stuff and get finished projects and try to get some of this stuff out because I have so many things almost done mm-hmm. that have just been delayed over and over with all the things that keep happening to my city and my family.
0: Yeah. Cause Eagle's book, right? Eagles yeah. Book it's so one.
1: close on those. And I have both versions almost completely finished on that. Cause remember nice. I told you I was doing an alternate. Mm-hmm. That's none of the pictures are the same picture.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: I have both of those almost completed. I have all this stuff done, but I can't work on the Eagle book right now because my computer is dying hard and it can't run the program. It keeps crashing. Oh no. <laughs> So it's like this has been like task after task
0: just thing after one thing after another and, and, after and another. I was
1: planning I was originally planning this last summer here to pull my funds that I've been saving for my projects and from donations from followers and stuff together to get a fancier higher speed computer more like a gaming computer system because mm-hmm. that's what you need to really do a lot of editing and programming books and stuff like that. You yeah, know? they
0: actually tend to, a lot of the same things people look at for gaming is also very yeah. good typically with graphic design as well.
1: Especially for like running the program that I use for editing the book and stuff. It eats a lot of memory because you're doing so mm-hmm. many layers at once and you're doing so many pages at once, mm-hmm. but it's a good book for it, It program for book making and it goes up to hundred pages of detailed photo work and editing and stuff. You can design photo books, comics and everything on this program easy. Nice. And that's cool. But it eats up the memory because it's designed to do all this high tech stuff for those kinds of books. Yeah. (laughs) It's also a $100 program. Mm. So it's not a cheap little device.
0: Yeah.
1: But I have extra places where I'm allowed to save it to computers. You have so many downloads for the payment and all that.
0: Mm-hmm. I just
1: need to get a better computer. Yeah. But I was going to do that with my funds. And then all this happened with losing dad and all my funds went to helping mom pay for everything. Yeah. So my money went by, bye and then some.
0: <laughs> and that's again, even more reason to, to go and give, give Rosetta some support over, over on YouTube.
1: But, but it is amazing. It doesn't, it sneaks up on you how much everything costs, even with getting partial funds for funeral and stuff because of the tribal stuff, even with, you know, the disability and all that. So paying part of the medical, just dealing with the leukemia center, the transportation issues, all the things that happened in that last week came out to thousands and thousands that we have to pay for all this. Mm -hmm. And you think about how much this would have cost somebody who didn't have all those extras to help.
0: Yeah. But,
1: you know, how, how much how how is this little disabled woman in the sticks with no real income supposed to pay all this without our help? Right.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, no, absolutely. You know, it's 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 that's why it's one of those amazing things about just and I mention it all the time just about the community itself, because you, you just start to learn about more people, meet more people and and learn about the different situations that everyone's a part of. It really helps people, I think, kind of get outside of their bubbles. And to get Um, outside of what they're used to and to realize, Oh, there are these big problems that exist. And Oh, this is the reason why I should try to push and support these types of programs over others because of the real world impact that has.
1: And I will say, I, yeah, I didn't go out big and tell people, please, please help me and my mom constantly or Mm -hmm. all that. But I did, you know, between my best friend using part of his money, he saved from the projects he makes and paints and sells for his personal budget. That's all he really gets because he does all the rest of the money goes to his mom and brother for their medical issues. And he sent what he could out of that to help. And, you know, people like TDS and Raven and all these others helping chip in and stuff. I still got, actually had the people in the community help out with a few thousand for mom. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't out there asking for it. Yeah. They did this cause they saw me struggling. So, I mean, we have a good group. We really do. And they're really good people
0: absolutely absolutely and they they show up and that's that's what's always been so so amazing about it um now there are some people that are, are not nearly as amazing uh I had seen this comment I was I was going to highlight it before you jumped on though but yeah he's he's not trolling uh yeah Jeremy genuinely enjoyed uh the film
1: so Him. he probably was rolling his eyes with my snarky comments about avatar that I put on that right
0: <laughs> probably cuz he and Ryan did both enjoy the film. Uh, oh, I, I come still... on. They're supposed no. to hate
1: everything. Can't they keep up with the <laughs> well,
0: that's What's so funny too, though, right, is that it I actually I love it and I hate it because it's like, oh, seriously, y'all enjoy this. But then also it it kind of just helps to continue to fight against that that narrative that's perpetuated against against our group, especially where it's like, oh, yeah, aren't we supposed to be this echo chamber where we all have the same ideas and we all agree and believe in the same thing? It's like, no, we are all individual persons. And I mean, it's it's great when things like I mean, because the last time that me and Jeremy had a a vehement disagreement on a movie, it was about um, the uh, Tomorrow War, right? Because he was he really enjoyed that movie. And was defending it. And his the main topic, the, the main point for him in that movie was that it wasn't woke. And that was like, I was like, okay, no, that's not we need to raise our standards here. And uh for this one, of course, uh, the standard that everyone's using is you know well, it looks
1: nice. I mean,
0: yeah. And for him, I will give him some credit. At the very least, he does say that he was moved by the the story of the father, like of of a strong father figure in the movie. And I understand that completely. But then also
1: still a tool bag. Yeah, sorry. And he's still slandered so many people over the years with his false tellings of historical stories. He's just pathetic.
0: Yeah. Well, also too, it's it's hard to like. I I would understand it if it was actually like a, a real person, but it's a giant blue Smurf dad. So it's like okay, yeah, I understand what you're saying, but that I mean, you might be able to look past that. You might be able to accept it as real, but when it's being presented not as an animated movie, but trying to be presented as real life. And because this technology is still nowhere close to getting past Mm -hmm. that, um, you know, that line of, of being able to tell the difference between something that's fake and something that's real, that uncanny Valley effect, because we're not yet close to that. It's something where it's like, okay, I understand what you're saying, but it's not being conveyed because it's still a CGI face looking back at me. You know, I, I would much rather them have had the actors in actual like blue makeup or something, you know, like if that's me, what they were going to do. As I've
1: said, you know, I, I love fiction, and all that. And again, I've written things from poems and short stories where I've had people telling me how much it moved them and they hit them in the motions and stuff. That stuff doesn't hit me. Mm-hmm. i read all these things. That are supposedly these beloved stories of all this emotion and I don't feel the emotion. I just don't. And maybe that's the OCD autistic side. I don't know. My brain just doesn't connect with the emotion on anything I know is fiction,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and never has, even when I was little. Yeah, the things that move me are things like Thunderheart, are things like October Baby, where they're talking about a girl who literally finds out the past of her surviving the abortions and being adopted out, and stuff. Things where it's real people and they're real stories,
0: mm-hmm.
1: because that's what moves me. Whether I agree or disagree with the person in the end, because that's the heart of reality that's people Mm -hmm. that's real
0: yeah well i mean that's even why i think that there's that nuanced difference between that again live action uh with animation live action cgi versus you know actual animation style where i I look at the both i look at both lion kings right i look at the lion king animated where they can draw emotion on faces that you know that obviously as animals don't have that same level of like – don't show human emo- – don't show the, that level of emotion, right, that humans do in the same way, right? No, because obviously human faces, faces and animal faces are different, right? Animal uh, faces
1: emote emotion differently. Exactly, I, I'll, exactly. I'll have you play one of my shorts in a little bit here to show you okay, that difference. Yeah. <laughs> that. I actually have a perfect one for that where it's the otters actually nuzzling up and cu- and playing together.
0: Yeah. And you can actually I,
1: see the emotions
0: but it's like you look at the so you look at the original animated Lion King and you're like, "Oh, I feel Mufasa's death." But then you look at the live a- so-called live action, but it was actually just all CGI, and it's it's just, "Oh, those lions look so lifelike." It's like, okay." But yeah, you're also losing any ability to have a human like a human emotional response. Like you're you're losing That that aspect. And I think also you made a good point about how the ultra high def stuff is probably also having an impact as well.
1: I've Um, noticed that with a lot of like the cheap movies and stuff, because I've told you before, I will shamelessly watch low level horror movies and Christmas movies just to mock the story for hours on end mm -hmm. and make fun of the characters. It's a thing I do. I'll Mm -hmm. record a corny Christmas movie and it'll take us six to eight hours to watch it because we pause it constantly making fun of the story and acting out things and mocking it. Yeah. This is me and my husband. Um <laughs> this is the guy today who decided he came up with a new phrase for all these people who get their political feelings hurt easily. Kaffifees. fees. Mm. <laughs> Which of course you get that instantly. Right? The whole Kaffifi thing.
0: I know Fifees.
1: Think oh, back to thing. the
0: Oh, co- like oh, <laughs> no, he oh, altered yeah, yeah. it
1: slightly to go okay, for the Fifees. Yes.
0: Now I yeah, now I, now I guess. He,
1: no, he, there's a whole post about it. He made this whole joke about it making fun of people on both sides with it. It's like, Oh my God. (laughs) My husband has kind of a twisted sense of humor for being such a quiet little Christian engineering boy. I'm just (laughs) going to say. So, I mean, that's what we do. That's how we laugh and enjoy this stuff. Mm -hmm. But the last couple of years, as they're getting into the really high def on the 4k and dipping into screwing with the 8k stuff on a few of them and stuff, you're really starting to see they look older, With all the makeup, with everything. They still look older on the high def than they Mm -hmm. do even in person as people. And some of these are people I've seen and interacted with and met. They look so much older on camera than they do in person because you're seeing lines that you wouldn't even notice in there.
0: We have a guest. It's Baby baby four. Baby, hi. Hey. Hey, buddy. What a cutie. Hey, buddy. Oh, you just want to—you just want to be on stream. Hi. Huh? Hi. Is that, is that a microphone? <laughs> wow. Oh, now you're gonna make me get all
1: mushy. Don't do that. that <laughs> you completely <funny>? derailed me. <laughs> no, daddy. No, okay. You unplugged my
0: headphones, bud. Now I can't hear anything.
1: Yeah, Yo, you want to show him something small and cute?
0: Do you have a, you have a, look a the, hey, look, chipmunk. do you see, do you see the chipmunk?
1: Look. Ground squirrel, but similar, same oh, family. Ground squirrel, ground squirrel. Yep. Look at. it. Oh. You're
0: going to push, you're going to push the microphone away? <laughs> you want to say something?
1: Okay. Back to baby. <laughs> hey, what
0: is, what is, what does the Death Star say? Yeah. It does say boo. what, is, <laughs> what does Darth Vader say? Go back to the baby! So, what does
1: uh what does uh Jabba say?
0: <laughs> what does Jabba say? What does Jabba say? Does Jabba say ho ho ho? Uh, blue. Oh you see it's WHAT I
1: see the baby! <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sorry, yeah, he sunk into my lap, so.
1: <laughs> you you put me back small so we can see him. <laughs> oh, my bad. Bye-bye,
0: baby. I forgot that I had her on full screen.
1: Oh. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa! Ho, 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 ho. Oh, there's River.
0: Alright, Okay. You ready for your nap? Aw. Nah. You're not ready for your nap? No?
1: Okay. He's like, no, I want to interrupt the show. I had to get attention. Ooh.
0: Can you say, what does uh, Biff Fortuna say? <laughs> a is that what he says? Day wanna wonga. All right. <laughs> All right. Come. Back to Lady Freya.
1: Baby Alright. Bye bye. Oh, baby.
0: Bye bye. Bye night. Bye night. Oh, baby. He's about to go for his nap. Yeah, he is someone G Monkey. Yeah, he's over three feet tall and he's only two. He is off the charts, as they say, for his height.
1: So you got the right name for him if you actually <laughs> keep calling him baby Thor.
0: I know, right? It's just it's so funny to see him up against people who are like a year older than him because he's about the same height. Um, and We even looked into like average heights of at the average height of a five year old. I want to say is like three feet, eight inches. And he's already three feet.
1: I, I was like that when I was young. I was way yeah. over the expected heights and stuff. And thank God I quit growing height-wise when I was about 14 because I was already over 5'8 then, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But I remember because I shot way up and way out really young. And as you can imagine, all the teenage boys love that. Um,
0: <laughs> I was the tallest it, it, kid in uh, middle school. I was I, – I forgot how tall I was, but – I'm you know, i six feet now, but I was the tallest in middle school. And then as soon as I got into high school, that's when all the basketball players shot up and you know, all the other... But I'm six feet, so...
1: You know, being over 5'8 as a woman is actually pretty tall. Mm-hmm. I go to a women's group, and we have this large group of women from all over different spectrums, and I'm in the top few height-wise, so when we stand up to do the singing and stuff during the group, I'm like standing over everybody... Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Yeah, Lady Frey is
1: 59.
0: Yeah, Lady Frey is nine, so his chances of being over 6 feet are very very high. Um, See,
1: you're tall and she's tall, that makes sense. Yep. I'm tall and my husband's 57. <laughs> He's actually shorter than me. Yes.
0: Ah, <laughs> uh, remember remember when like you're younger and like that kind of stuff like it seemed to matter. And then as you grew up you're like, "Oh, it just really honestly doesn't. It doesn't really make any I
1: My husband just says it means he's closer to the parts he's interested in.
0: <laughs> oh, lord. Well, with that being said, <laughs> hey, I'm uh, just saying my husband's Manders, Mander's talked about saying, "Well, it might be good for Best Buy talking about Avatar too. Might be good for Best Buy demos, but who goes to Best Buy anymore? That's a fair point." Uh, This physical media and physical spaces definitely are are, you know, on the lower end of things. But what's
1: the point of going to Best Buy anymore? You go in there and they've got almost no movies anymore. They've removed like 90 percent of that section to stick in a bunch of idiotic things that don't matter.
0: Oh, it's so bad. It is. I mean, because I remember I go I went there once and I was like, all right, I'm ready to buy some steel books. I'm ready to buy some four Ks for giveaways. And I was like, oh, they literally have nothing.
1: Last time I went into our local one, they don't even have any aisles for it anymore. They have two little end cap pillars near the registers. That's it.
0: Mm -hmm. Yep. Ours is like that, too, where they have the, the, like...
1: And uh, that's where I used to go to get all the different weird animes and stuff other mm -hmm. stores weren't carrying. And now they've got, like, piddly crap. And I'm really trying not to swear on your channel.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I appreciate it. Especially with Father Luca in the chat. Uh, I I not had been not been following it, but hey, apparently Croatia beat Morocco today. So congratulations to Croatia for winning uh, third place in in football, or as we Americans call it, soccer.
1: I managed. I'm, by the way, I'm making videos while I'm running chats and stuff for other people here. Mm-hmm. While I'm posting videos for <laughs> to auto post over the next few. While I'm talking to you. Of
0: course, multitasking.
1: Multitasking. <laughs> It's what we do.
0: I've I mean, got that's what videos I'm doing.
1: programmed to post daily at noon. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We're middle of January so far.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and I've got about 60 more I need to upload. Because what I do is I just make a whole bunch of them, upload them in mass, because you can upload 15 at a time on YouTube. And if you mm-hmm. upload more than one at a time, it automatically puts them into drafts and unfinished. Nice. So then you just go through and edit the draft the rest of the way and set it to post. Okay. And it's actually an easier way to get multiples up at once. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. I don't play do around. Trips. It's good I to don't to do play with
0: this. Sh- yeah. I
1: tried shorts for a bit. Uh, and shorts. You can't program to repost themselves ahead of time. If you post them, they post. Yeah. And I I understand why for a lot of the stuff like you guys do for the entertainment side and stuff, they don't work. They're not a good idea. For but animals, for somebody, though. for somebody whose channel is largely the fact that she's a nature photographer and interacting with animals. Yes. Shorts are like a freaking godsend. I mean, <laughs> if I
0: had a dedicated channel to my dogs, I'm sure the shorts would just be, you know, they, they'd be going off the.
1: Because it, it's, it's really crazy because I get like massive, massive watches on everything I post that has anything to do with Pretty Boy and his family up at the elk habitat. Mm hmm. They love him well he is gorgeous he is a gorgeous elk he's one of the prettiest bull elks with the most gorgeous racks and and that by the way youtube censorship on an elk video one of my friends posted comments because on his out rack. of context
0: <laughs> if you don't know that a rack is
1: yeah, but, i mean it's, it's a pretty mild word anyways one of my friends yeah. commented to me that he got noticed that his message wasn't being posted and I got noticed are you gonna allow this or is this s- sexual harassment? because he commented on how pretty pretty boy's rack was.
0: oh goodness gracious. <laughs> it's
1: like oh for crying out loud. <laughs> it's
0: like you, you realize that these words do have definitions <laughs> outside of how they might be used what's the word colloquially? I mean like they, they're it's it's just like in um it, you know since I had seen it recently, the banshees of an right um you know i won't say it and i'll ask i'll ask uh, you not to say it either but there's a three-letter word for cigarettes that's used in the uk mm. and ireland they say that a lot in the film because it's the 1920s ireland for one and also that is again something that was used to describe I them
1: still use there a lot yeah. i've got a lot of british friends remember i video chat with one of my british friends yep a lot who has a disabled military mother who likes her cigarettes. And I hear that word a lot while I'm talking yes. with him because she will just yell it across the house. If she wants a cigarette and can't reach them. <laughs> yeah.
0: Cause it also means a bundle of sticks, but can't use language. Well, in that's the... like,
1: I, I, I sit there and I do research on these words that are considered offensive today. And mm-hmm. everyone knows the fornication under consent to King for the F word. Mm-hmm. I actually found a use of that in one of the Germanic tribes that goes before that for that word. Mm. Which literally meant banging two sticks together.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: I told my dad that and without missing a beat, he goes, so then it's a gay sex term? And it's like, Dad! Oh my god. I like and how I just... the the
0: I like how I love how the parent is the one who like just without a beat just has that.
1: <laughs> because me and my dad always found language yeah. and how things went from being normal every day to offensive interesting. Mm-hmm. But he said that, and all of us at once, we're all like heads, like this, shaking our heads going, no, no, dad, the whole family at once. It kind of
0: reminds me of my my wife's, uh, you know, God rest him, but uh, my wife's uh, grandpa, I never got to meet him, unfortunately, but he was known for making limericks and songs, and they would be of a, like, not like, you know, kind of like that, where it's, it's not really like gross, it's not like excessive, but it's just very clever. It's very, like, it's using language the way that language should be used, right, in that clever fashion, you know? By
1: the way, because you remember a couple of years ago before we lost him, he was um, in his 60s up hiking with me in the mountains in the Badlands. I actually did post a video of that where you can actually see him climbing up there in his 60s with muscular dystrophy on the walker. It's my inspirational I posted the other day. So I'm going to send that link to you. Nice. Because, yeah, how... How many excuses do people have every day for why I can't do this or I can't do that?
0: And then you look at "Come on, I'm, a, like, I'm
1: out there scaling rock faces and half of my muscles don't work. 90 the time.
0: Uh,
1: <laughs> No excuses. You can do it.
0: None. None whatsoever. <laughs> Just like Avatar has no excuses. Uh, for why it still sucks so comments. bad. I mean. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Jahas had asked if it was woke. Hopefully my comments earlier answered that question yeah so instead i
1: thought avatar was always woke
0: instead of the tree hugging now it's in the oceans and now it's all about saving the oceans but the way in which they create like their moral qualm like with the whaling is that for one the process it takes them to catch one whale is already like insane as again this is a three hour plus movie that that does not need to be three hours so the process of catching the whale was insane and then it's like wait so Somehow they figured out if they catch a whale, go inside its mouth, drill up into a specific location, like in its brain, this yellow goo comes out and it basically it, it helps de-age people, essentially. Um, that's, that's the moral qualm. is the,
1: They do the- actually realize that most native tribes that lived along water areas actually did hunt whales. So making us anti-whale hunting kind of doesn't work.
0: Well, well also, Just saying. Well, to be fair... <laughs> To be fair, these were the uh, humans that were doing yeah. it, not the natives. Yeah. well, that's the, the thing. Natives, the natives. That, that was my yeah, point. Oh, yeah, 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 They're going to make that, the natives the whole We're mm-hmm. against
1: this. It's wrong. You're doing this. No, actually, most natives were whale hunters. So, So yeah. um, let, let's comment to historical relevancy here. Yeah. But because also there was too, a recent, a uh, few years ago, there was a case um, yeah. up in Alaska where this guy got in trouble. Okay, now, you using whale meat is not allowed because of all these regulations mm. in the U.S.,
0: even amongst he didn't, like the Inuit? He
1: didn't, no, it's not at all. He didn't wow. care. When he found one beached in mid, the tribe can't push it back out. We can't call someone in. So he just said, screw it. I don't care if I get arrested. He cut the thing up and sent it back to the starving tribes around him. And he got arrested for doing that, even though it couldn't have been saved anyways.
0: But it's amazing that you mentioned that, right, about how it was common that those that lived along the coast would you know, you know, would hunt for sea life. Right. And so part of that could Mm -hmm. be even whales. And yet for this one it's the humans that are using the whales in this way and then are abandoning them, like the carcasses, just leaving them behind. And it's like, I guarantee you that if you actually look to history of native cultures, not only would they have hunted them, they probably would have used every part or almost every part.
1: Most of the tribes. Yeah. There's a few tribes that did trophy stuff and some creepy poaching stuff, but not most. Yeah. And most tribes, it was the same way that Sue had. It is if it gives up its life for you, you better use every part of it, mm-hmm. which is why I make the bone or artwork, which is why I do things using, you know, there's a reason we're supposed to do that.
0: Mm mm-hmm. Yeah. Jonah Wingster, of course, being our pet troll, saying he now wants Japanese to increase whaling by 100%. No, 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 no. We
1: actually do have endangered whales, and it actually is in conservation's best interest because they help control other sea populations. Yeah. To try to protect them some. The point is there's a balance to real conservation keeping track of different species and actually helping the ecosystem balance from the damage man's done versus this tree hugging hippie stuff where they say never touch anything, just let it all go and whatever happens happens. That's not accurate either because by our existence, the way mankind lives, the way our technology is, the things we have to do to stop forest fires and other stuff, we have already changed the ecosystem. We are responsible to correct what we've changed or be good stewards of the land God gave us. Yes.
0: Yes. Yeah. The good stewardship is, is really ultimately what it comes down to. Um, but we can obviously, you know, and to do that through our own actual, you know, desires and understanding. I realized that was
1: a joke too. I realized that was a joke in chat too, but oh, I have to oh. add my little Pete. Oh yeah, little... yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> obviously. Yeah. I'm um, the
1: nature girl. What do you want? Yeah. But right now I have a big project I've been working on recently. That's very complicated. Um, What I'm trying to do right now is actually create a full GPS tracking list of the state for every eagle nest for the DNR groups for conservation care of the eagles. Mm -hmm. So I'm actually trying to create a full charting with information and everything on which ones are in it, exact locations and stuff for hundreds of eagle nests.
0: Yeah.
1: As you can imagine, this is complicated. I've got the first about 50 charted so far, which isn't too bad. Night. but
0: well i got pulled up the the video that you had sent so for yeah. those that need need motivation um he I was mean,
1: 61 with multiple forms of muscular dystrophy he was supposed to be in a wheelchair about 30 some years before this and look at him go and not slowly either and this is no. he's this is the trail that the bighorn sheep created this is very steep actually
0: and this it, is up in the
1: mountain peaks and to
0: me, it seems like he's almost barely even using the walker.
1: He moved. He used it for stability. He yeah. made himself stay in shape. But 61 with multiple forms of muscular dystrophy. That like, says it all right there, doesn't it?
0: Yep. And it's like, yeah, so uh, what's, what's your excuse? I know I have no excuse. but
1: I was always very proud of Dad. He never let anything get him down. And I remember when I was a kid because it bothered me seeing him go through all this as a kid. I didn't understand it. I didn't understand what he was going through. So I asked him about it. I asked him, how how do you deal with this? What do you do with this and stuff? And his response to how you deal with having all these issues was to look at me and say that he'd rather it was him than somebody who couldn't handle it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's it. And that kind of hit me. In other words, I'd rather take this on than make somebody else have to go through it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry, I'm that answering a was question. Amazing yeah absolutely because uh we're multi-streaming on multiple locations and uh (laughs) it just sent it three times (laughs) apologies king came rumski uh he was asking why we can't count tickets accurately it's just because we have thousands of theaters all using different systems and there's no centralized system for it so um that's ultimately the reason why but they don't want to put the money into it but no yeah i mean he really sounds like he was just truly an amazing, amazing person. And I'm, I'm glad that y'all were able to come together even closer as a family, right? Even in the midst of, of loss, even in the midst of, of that sadness that y'all were able to come together.
1: Yeah. And I think that's why we're pushing so much right now is dad loved Christmas. He loved this time of year and stuff. And we're all just trying to make sure we don't forget it and lose sight of it without mm-hmm. him. Because me and mom always joke, you know, if we don't keep going, if we don't keep our spirits up, if we don't find good in life, he's going to haunt us for it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so it's like we are we are called to, uh, to to continue on that legacy, to continue on that mindset. It's that just thinking.
1: I know mom needs us there. It's not just her first Christmas without dad. Mm-hmm. Their anniversary is that was the day before my birthday. So,
0: mm. so it's, lots of stuff. Yeah
1: is so many family days from between just before Christmas here through the end of January, that it's going to be constantly dealing with all those days that were important to dad. So,
0: yeah. Um, and I guess before, cause I'll, I'll, you know, for those that have been commenting and, and tagging, I'll try and get to as many comments as I can. But as you all know, the chosen of all the streams, stay focused on the chosen. But I think that brings up a good, uh, a good question to, to ask. Cause you know, probably, not looking to go too much longer today just because of, you know, the nature of the day. But what were, what are some Christmas things that you do every year? Some Christmas traditions and some things that you're planning to do this year?
1: Well, that's kind of changed a lot the last few years. But for a long time, it was we would actually do a couple trips, few trips out where we'd go look at lights together. Partly because you remember Jazzy, who we lost a couple of years ago, the kitty. Mm-hmm. She actually loved looking at Christmas lights to the point where we'd put her in her harness and she'd go sit in the car and watch the lights for hours. She had her like love of food portals where Steve would go pick out his favorite sandwich at fast food and he'd make sure they put bacon on the side to give her.
0: <laughs> I, like I you mean, say, did you say food portal?
1: That's how she looked at it like it was a food oh. portal. As soon as we drove up to him, she looked at the building like. And she'd oh, bounce at her spot okay. And it just yeah, he It sound, make, it's just
0: sounds so mm-hmm. much more fun that way. It's like, ah, And she
1: fun. would sit there and she'd wait for the food to come through the hole. It's like, and she loved, and it, it's poor Jazzy, but at the same time, she was literally only a couple months away from being 17 when we lost her. So it's, she had a good long life, and she was yeah. a sweetheart, and at least she got to pass away in our arms without a lot of pain. That's yeah. at least something. But she loved going to look for lights. Well, Steve hasn't really been into it since we lost her because mm. he was a big softie. He loved doing that with her. and yeah. But it's always been, I, like I will stick up several trees around the house a few months before and I'll fill them with all the gifts I giving away to people as I make them. Yeah. And then just take it all down and give it out right after.
0: <laughs> so, it's, it,
1: it's weird and silly, kitschy things that I do okay. mostly, but I'm the I'm the crazy chick that will make like twenty baskets of gift different gift bags and stuff for every person, and I'll keep them in my purse and give them out to strangers at times.
0: Nice, yeah. My <laughs> my wife's gotten into this uh, has gotten into cross stitching, and so her big thing has been making a lot of cross stitch, whether they be ornaments or just like uh, other different iterations of cross stitching.
1: Ornaments, crosses, and mm-hmm. coasters were the ones I usually did when I was doing more of that stuff.
0: Yeah. So she's been making a lot of gifts with with the cross stitching, uh, which has been cool to see.
1: I do a lot of beading mostly, but mm-hmm. I mean, this year I've been doing like a lot of like hand sketched bookmarks or making bookmarks out of my photography and eagle bookmarks and stuff like that, and giving those out.
0: Yeah, we saw some of the bookmarks last stream.
1: Yeah, uh, I also made a whole bunch out of like doing little like strip collages of different eagle shots and flower shots and stuff, and then turned that into them too. So you'll have like a little one where you have like three or four of my fancy black and white eagles on one little strip bookmark and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it was just fun, little cute things I could make easily, but they've gone over really well with people. And I have to take a bunch home because there's a bunch of people in the family who want to want them. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like stuff like that. That's whatever yeah. you can do that, you know, is going to appeal to people. And on that note, I don't know. Do you want to p- to go there? It's not overly but to all the people who say nature or... is so peaceful oh <laughs> i
0: thought it was a very different direction um oh yeah, yeah this, yeah, this is
1: just all those little tree hugging hippies out there that say nature's so peaceful we gotta preserve the eagles they are so much maje-
0: they are majestic but they're they also... are majestic
1: and they're vital for the ecosystem but they are vicious hunters yep this photo gives you a clue what they're like
0: and uh what is that on the ground it's hard to tell that's a deer deer okay wow
1: yeah that was when i took a couple of years ago i actually watched them kill and hunt the deer on that one nice. but yeah it's like eagles are vicious when they're hunting mm-hmm. um i and one of the reasons they like winter areas is their beaks are really strong so mm-hmm. they'll sit on top of like rivers and lakes that are frozen over that have a few inches of ice and they'll just sit there and watch and watch as the fish go underneath and when a fish gets near enough to the surface they can catch it they'll snap through the solid ice and pull it out in like a second flat.
0: that's awesome
1: it's vicious it's cool to watch though
0: <laughs> oh man like that's something where i would love because obviously i know that you you're you're focused more on photography i think it'd be awesome to try to get some type of like high frame rate shot of that to like get a I, real slow I am motion trying to.
1: Yeah. i have some speed camera stuff but you have to get close enough and get the right angle and it is hard to capture yeah. i've tried a few times but it hasn't been great yet and even i, I go to the like eagle walk in these places where they're known for mass eagles staying there for months a year where photographers will come from around the country to come photograph the groups of eagles together mm-hmm. and even all these professional photographers there rarely managed to catch the shots of that it's that's how hard it is you're in a group where there's like hundreds of professional photographers down the river and we still all of us are struggling to get those shots Mm -hmm. it's kind of a group struggle together but it's fun yeah yeah and my, that's, I think, what my mom wants is because mom's always felt really close to eagles anyways, and she loves them so much. that I think that's why she wants to come here next year is because she's talked the last few years while I've been doing this about wanting to see these groups of eagles together and interact with them. She really wants to. She's wanted to for a long time. Yeah. And so I think she's like, well, there's no reason to have to stay in the house when there's nobody there to help with me and there's nothing I need. Set the house so it'll stay warm enough the pipes won't freeze and just go for a few months and get out of the weather, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I I think also, uh, talking about the eagles there, I think Ambrose is right. Sounds a lot more exciting than when Uncle Bob ice fishes. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Probably a lot more vicious, too.
1: (laughs) Yeah, eagles are vicious. Uh, One of the things I watched, and people cringe, I don't care. It's nature. It's fact. I watched one with this running deer at full speed fly up behind it, threw its legs upside out, and grab its throat and pull it out as it was running.
0: Dang.
1: The, 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 how much precision do you have to do to do that and not get hit by the legs or something?
0: Seriously. Well, also, it, it, you it, just think about the aerodynamics of that, too.
1: Yeah. And then, as the deer is falling, it flips and lands on its back. It starts tearing it apart as it hits the ground. It's like...
0: That's incredible.
1: And I'm just sitting there going, I wish I had my camera out when that
0: started.
1: you I missed it. You're just like...
0: Ugh.
1: Just, you see it start, and you get completely like stone to sec where you're like I can't, mm-hmm. I can't move i have to watch this i have to watch this oh crap i don't have the camera out <laughs>
0: <laughs> i like jess peña's adding of fatality like that's just you know like the day oh, you do have your camera definitely, like
1: mortal combat kind of yeah.
0: stuff <laughs> the day you do have your camera finish him and then all of a sudden fatality but see, think, see how the the tree huggers uh appreciate
1: that. I, and I- I get it. I, I actually do love nature. I actually do think it's an incredible balance. Oh, yeah. But it's not this peaceful, coexist stuff that they try yeah. to make it into. It's just like with,
0: you know, the, the St. Francis of Assisi. Like, people are always like, I
1: love St. Francis because he
0: loved animals. And I love animals. And it's like, yeah, you should probably read some of his work, though, because he was also very much a defender of the faith. And uh <laughs> He did not mince words when it came to heresy and other things like it. So no,
1: I mean, this is also why I don't get as much time to sit and watch stuff, and stuff. Because honestly, which would you rather do sit down and watch a show or a movie or yeah. go out and interact with eagles and watch them hunting?
0: I mean, yeah. one clearly wins over the other. It's now, like that's
1: sad. I, going my to husband... see
0: a game versus mm-hmm. actually, you know,
1: watching it on TV versus back actually being. Yeah, for my husband's birthday, I gave him the box set of all the seasons of Last Man Standing. Nice. Holy crap! They cut out some jokes. Oh wow! Some of those go dark. Oh, they there's, cut them out. There's there's sections in that that never aired, even on the original airings. Oh wow! Including one point where one of the daughters yells, "If I'm um, not allowed on TV, swear phrase."
0: Wow.
1: And there's like, but there's a lot of jokes where I can see they cut them because it's like pushing that boundaries where they would offend people. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of those kinds of jokes where all of a sudden there's a scene that wasn't in the original airing. Holy crap, that's p- pushing buttons with that joke. <laughs> and then you're <laughs> like, okay, I think I know why they cut that. Yeah, <laughs> But it's cool because I'm not for censorship, but I actually think pushing people's buttons with humor that offends actually helps us grow a thick skin and not be so coddled.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's something that whether you love him or hate him, I know that's something that Dave Chappelle has been a big part of, you know, is saying I, I've like, I've never
1: been a giant fan of his humor style, but I actually yeah. appreciate a lot of his jokes. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. Absolutely. It's like, I was never very into the way he delivered them with Richard Pryor's stuff, but I actually really mm-hmm. appreciate the fact that he talked openly Mm -hmm. about the crap that he went through, about the things that happened to him, joking about the things that happened to him. Considering He he went through horrors as a kid. Mm -hmm. But the fact that he was willing to talk about it and deal with it, I actually found really refreshing because we're kind of still today, you have either one side that wants everyone to talk about everything and every little thing means you're a victim. Or you have another side where we've always been kind of taught to hide our feelings and not talk about dark things that are done to us. Mm Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's healthy for people who've been through that stuff.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, And so I, it, it's this balance point we have to find where we don't sit there and coddle every little thing and say, oh, that's so precious. You went through that. It's like, no, that doesn't really matter. That's really pathetic. Versus, yeah, let's actually hear people who are real victims who've been through stuff. Let's let them have their dark humor. And this is why the censorship where they say, well, we have to censor this. You might offend somebody who's been through that. It's like most people who've actually been through that stuff dark humor and dark stories based an on outlet. it is actually a mechanism. A lot of them write it and create it.
0: Yep. It's an outlet. Mm-hmm. So by censoring it, you're just, you're shutting out one of the, cause it's not, it's not the outlet for everybody, but it's an outlet for some. And so you're, yeah. you're shutting it down for people that might actually need something yeah. like that.
1: Well, again, and not for everybody. There's, there is nothing in life other than basic body functions that everybody does. Yeah. We all have different ways of expressing who and what we are and what we've been through. And I think mm-hmm. that's healthy. And I don't, It's the same way I was talking about with the poetry. I get why religious sites are going to have restrictions on what you can post and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. or ones that are designed as family-friendly sites. And there should be those sites too. Yeah. But the fact that it's so difficult to get a site that allows raw emotion, where most of the sites, you're not allowed to talk about different types of trauma, different types of sexual things that are done or other stuff. Well, that also censors the victims who use that as an emotional outlet. Yeah. Yeah. And you—that's—if you cut out that stuff, you're cutting out ninety percent of the historical poetry from Shakespeare, all the way through to Maya Angelou. Like, for Oscar Wilde, wrote stuff about his gay sex acts for crying out loud. You would be cutting out most of history of language. And the thing is, whether you find things offensive or adult, and they shouldn't necessarily always be available to children, depending on what they wrote. Adults should see this. We should hear the history of how people things went, what people went through, what they did and actually have a real perspective of the world, not a sanitized coddled one
0: mm-hmm. yep absolutely, also Keeley says hey hi to Keely. you, and Miss Minnesota Hockey Fan also says hi, and then uh, yeah, uh, Father Luca, uh, yep, he he was not a hippie, he was definitely not an, uh, he was definitely not a hippie, as some some might think <laughs> is the case there were a lot of people also you know posting uh there was some eagle emojis being I want to fly like an eagle to the sea <laughs> and then the fatality and then uh father luca we're going to give you an excuse this time because you're croatian uh he said come over here and it's get over here general Winkster, thanks for mm-hmm. getting that one correct um uh, but uh any Anything that you wanted to, to to share to talk about before before we start to to wrap things up?
1: I just want to remind people to not focus on the negative over these holiday seasons. I've been dealing so much the last few days with people dealing with depression and suicidal behaviors and stuff and. There's a lot of us out there on the different social medias and stuff in the community who will help you, who will be there for you, who will listen to you. Talk to us because you don't have to be alone.
0: Absolutely. Amen. Reach out. First thing, first step is always to reach out and say something. Um, and uh, thank you for that. Thank you for, for, for joining me today as well and not leaving me alone. Which I almost
1: did. I'm so sorry.
0: I know, it's fine. It's fine. I was just like, sure, surely I'll have Rosetta here. Uh, And then I was like, oh, Rosetta's maybe not. Well, surely I'll, oh, no, never, they're not, can't be, oh, oh, well. You know, if anything, it'll just be a midday stream. And then people say, oh, what happened? Um, But I did want to, before, you know, uh, if you have any links and anything that you want to get prepped and sent, I can go through some of the comments and questions that people had. me during the during the stream oh
1: let me see if i can actually get a hold of a couple of these okay take take your time i haven't been so (laughs) (laughs) lately uh
0: let's see just another ape had uh was trying to call me out i think he left the chat probably by now but he says avatar 2 was way better than odin's review he really is a cynic well for one i do say every time i'm the critic who is a cynic so okay and uh two no it really was that bad It, it it really was that bad Native There's chick
1: that agrees with his view of how they treat natives in those. Yep. <laughs> Just saying.
0: <laughs> yep. Uh, a goat, 1971. It says, I never did understand the appeal of Avatar. Even in 2009, I saw it as a movie for for midwits and children that are entertained by flashing lights and LED laser pens that entertain cats. Yeah, I think that's one way of explaining <laughs> Avatar. Yeah. <laughs> And I think the one counter that some might try to bring up is, well, it's mindless entertainment. It's the popcorn flick. It's like, yeah, but the popcorn flick of yesteryear had a lot more to it. I mean, people, I think a lot of people would say films like Jaws as being some of the first like like big Hollywood type, uh, like popcorn flick, Jurassic Park sometimes is thrown in that category. And yet those are films that have also so much more weight to them and like our classics like our films that you continually want to watch over and over again there's no way (laughs) avatar is even in the same category as
1: Uh, ambrose says i'm a victim of avatar too so sad
0: I (laughs) Uh, i saw that too uh yeah g monkey uh so baby thor was on for a little bit earlier uh yeah he is he's huge uh, Bryant Barth what's going on uh, yes I would love to see uh, the whale um, not related at all to Avatar 2 but the one with Brendan Fraser, Uh yeah I would love to see the whale I think that his I, I've just been hearing a lot of things about his performance in the film so really looking forward to that
1: Brendan Fraser was always one of my favorites yeah. always has been always will be because be cool to see a, him in
0: something more dramatic
1: Well, a when I was a, growing up he was my main crush that I had most of that time and let's face it uh george of the jungle did not diminish that feeling any um
0: <laughs> oh goodness that movie i it's
1: am fun. sorry it's but silly when that, fun you know when it came out was right in that you know mid-teen a couple of years past puberty age and yeah. let's just say seeing him running around half naked with his muscles did not hurt that crush any <laughs>
0: George, George, Georgia,
1: Jungle. But the thing is that George of the Jungle and Dudley do were very good for what they were in the 90s. And the reason that Dudley do got panned was because of all the Indian jokes.
0: Mm. It's been and so long since I've seen that one. I, don't, I didn't because even Because it was
1: in the same vein as George. Yes, there were places where they took some liberties with the original story, but it had mm. that feel at least. Okay. But... It got panned by critics and viewers for too many Indian jokes and being racially offensive in the late nineties. And meanwhile, one of the people who loved it the most was my dad who sat there and laughed his way through the native stuff. every time.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, It's great when people, you know, can take jokes and laugh at themselves, you know, it's kind of like
1: experience stuff, you know, I looked at that movie and I saw what, i saw with it was they tried to mix a lot of the like f troop native jokes into Dudley do-right and to me it it was good it was funny especially parts like i thought the north americans could run all day oh yeah right like we're really indians (laughs) it's like (laughs) Uh, the whole thing was oh tons of indian jokes and the funny thing is every person i know who loved it was native (laughs) meanwhile all these white people were offended at it (laughs)
0: Yeah, well, it's just like with all the symbols, right? You used to have the Washington Redskins. You used to have the the, uh, the Cleveland Indians. And, and
1: I'll be fair. Wahoo was started as a racial slur.
0: Yeah.
1: I still didn't care, but it was. The Redskins weren't. It was actually in honor of their coach, who was native. Mm-hmm. So and, it's and also the history and about it. of it, too.
0: And when you ask natives about it, they either don't care or they have a positive view, generally speaking.
1: With Wahoo, most of them didn't care. They just didn't want to deal with the team if they had that as their. They knew it mm-hmm. was an offensive history. They didn't care. Yep. With Redskins, most of us either didn't care or supported it because we knew the history in context was not meant as a slur or an insult.
0: Yep. Whenever there's something offensive, you can always guarantee that there's some white liberal somewhere who is. The yeah, one I, I agree
1: the with guy. Malcolm X about <laughs> white liberals. I really do. Yeah. <laughs> I mean,
0: look, look, look and see who the ones who are at the forefront of any of these campaigns to cancel names and teams, except you, it's... you
1: go on these threads on Twitter. And the first thing you'll see is a whole bunch of people from native to Hispanic to black agreeing they don't like this race swap. They don't like this pandering stuff. They don't like this stuff in Hollywood, followed by some group of white liberals coming in and telling them why you're wrong. And you should appreciate what we're doing for you.
0: You should embrace Latinx. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, father luca again congratulations on your soccer team winning third place uh brian Bartak. do you think avatar 2 is a dark horse a lot of people seem to enjoy it i don't know what you mean by dark horse i think the fi- it's gonna make a money i do think the film's still gonna make a lot of money um you know i can hate a film and still admit numbers and facts about it you know i i still right now i'm still projecting unless the- unless the weekend goes off the rails completely I still think the film could do 1.5 to 2 billion by the end of its run I do think it has that that kind of potential um, but as always does't it mean it's a good movie um, I think that this is getting this is getting almost the same exact response the first one did there are some people who love it and most of them are talking about nothing else other than the visual effects and so it's like okay you could you can say that until you're blue in the face it doesn't make the film a, a good movie um, well, it's one of those
1: few wokies who are going, oh, look, at we love this story with a bunch of natives going, but the yeah. story's strict. It doesn't represent us.
0: Exactly. <laughs> and, you know, and again, there's some like Jeremy. And again, kudos to him for at least trying to, you know, you know, say that. Positive it, a
1: positive in it. Trying to find a positive. On the normal cliche is. argument and debate.
0: Yeah. And it because is pos- at least I mean, he's not
1: focusing on the main story and going, oh, I love all this. Exactly. Stuff. And again, there is such a thing as the noble savage and all that stuff, but the way Hollywood treats it is such BS. And again, this is why I recommend that people go back to the nineties and watch Thunderheart because it actually was, the story was designed to deal with a lot of the stuff that was happening on the reservations in the seventies, the Russell means era, the aim stuff and a lot of the criminal element on the res, but it was also done in a way to show that even among those segments of the native population how they got that way, all the indoctrination behind it and stuff. And it was based on somebody's true story and his interactions with the res. And to do the movie, Val Kilmer actually went out and lived on the res for a while with the people and studied what happened. So he wow. didn't just do the movie. He actually embraced it in the story and learned it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what Absolutely. we need more of, where you actually care about the truth. Mm-hmm. Because it actually is one of the based on true story movies, I would say actually gets it closest in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm.
0: Your average Richard nerd said, "Hail good Friday ties last night." Yes, thank you. Uh, even though I did, it was funny because you know one of the few times that I'm you know trying to rant and I'm the one that's told to to stop talking and and that I'll be muted. It was funny. It's just it's it's just really funny that like whenever any argument happens like this one this one I'm, I was actually in the midst of. But um, somehow I always end up being the bad guy. It's just so funny. Um, it's
1: anyway. I'm just kidding. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Clearly. I have
1: the screenshots. Uh, you've got people in your community that really don't help. Like the ones out there. This woman that was out there telling everyone to grow up. You have to become Catholic now and stuff on Twitter. And she has this whole group of Catholics backing her on it. We're just, They're going, you don't represent them. Shut up. Mm. <laughs> but it's like that stuff doesn't help. Yeah. And unfortunately, the extremists tend to define every community because they're the ones with the loudest voices. Yeah, Uh,
0: I see a lot of random voices in the Friday Night Tights. Uh, chat some of them are good some of them are not I, I, I ended up having we, I was going back had, and forth we've
1: had these discussions you know I don't agree with a lot of the Catholic stuff but oh, I yeah. also don't agree with the raging anti-Catholic insanity either. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> I was trying I was basically having a debate with someone who was trying to turn the discussion into basic it was the mentioning of the the fact that in Hollywood there are a lot of um you know Fredos right and basically they try to turn it into like a whole Catholic thing and I was trying to make the point of like you do realize that the rate is no different amongst Catholics than it is amongst like public schools and other things like actually, that.
1: Actually, as bad as what happened with the Catholic Church was, and I'm not going to make excuses for that. It was and bad. No one that they should were
0: because anyone who committed a crime needs yeah. to be held it, accountable. It
1: was bad that they were so protected for a while, and they were. Oh, yeah. But mm-hmm. the rate of that kind of abuse in Hollywood and public schools is actually much higher than it ever was in the Catholic Church. Yeah. yeah. So as much I will, as I have, I'll let you say that I'll, I'll,
0: I'll try to be the.
1: And this oh, is it's... as somebody who yeah. doesn't like the Catholic Church. Yeah. So I'm not saying this to defend my church. I'm saying this to defend somebody I disagree with. Yeah. Because it's say, the facts. you
0: can go after you can go after groups on legitimate grounds, and then there's grounds like that where it's like, mm.
1: and you could go after that case on. Le- legitimate grounds yeah. it was wrong that for so long they were being protected by the vatican when they were known as predators and that mm-hmm. did happen mm-hmm. that does not mean that the entire church is bad it does not mean all the people in the church are bad nor does it mean that this was happening in every church and all this stuff so you can call out what was wrong and acknowledge it has been fixed and still respect the people that weren't a part of that issue yep decency are
0: yeah absolutely Common sense, right?
1: I can sit here and point out that there's falsehoods on both stories with the tribal stuff. They always Mm -hmm. talk about, well, they try to say that the Sioux weren't native to the Black Hills. Well, that's false. The Sioux, Sheridan, Cheyenne, and those all came from the same original tribe long, Mm -hmm. long ago. They split for a while. The Sioux explored the entire continent for multiple generations, a few hundred years. And when they split their tribe when part of them left to explore, so that part of them stayed there to protect the land. Mm-hmm. When they, by the time they came back, the tribe that was there had adapted and changed through the eras. They changed their name and stuff, and they rejected the Sioux, even though they were the same tribe. Mm-hmm. So that's what led to that whole war. And it was either side right in trying to wipe each other out when you're the same tribe? No, yeah, but they were the same tribe. This was not wiping somebody else out that was there first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. so th- th- there's this whole context that's lost in the public discussion about that where they act like the Sioux weren't here before And no our culture and our religion for thousands of years has always been in the Black Hills we just left for a while because we wanted to find out what all was in this creation on this continent from the great spirit god what all did he create we wanted to know the land around us
0: would you say it was because they thought something was just around the river bend
1: no in fact I want to slap you for that comment <laughs> A joke. It was just a joke. <laughs> so I was mine, moment. but it made
0: you so that's good. <laughs> uh Avatar to the way of the Astro Smurf, says Father Luca. Exactly.
1: <laughs>
0: uh Ambrose, yeah, exactly. Not every single movie show uh has a political agenda. Uh when it comes to James Cameron, he clearly does though. Uh james Pena, I'm anti whaling but the way of water sounds lame. Yep, absolutely. Uh, abomination just put an image of a fish a cat with a, a fish bowl head that's funny over on odyssey <laughs> thanks for showing up last minute uh jaz ahoy to you uh he then says what are your thoughts on a christmas carol with jim carrey uh, kind of similar like it, it, it wasn't offensive like as a movie but it was one of those films where after it was over i thought I don't think this has added anything to the Christmas Carol lore. I think there are far I, better. I thought it was
1: a little awkward because yeah. I get most of the scenes that felt awkward, like the weird action where he's sliding through this as a, they were based on references in the book. Yeah. So it didn't break the lore, but it was kind of awkward and wasn't well put together in my opinion.
0: Yeah. As I said, it's inoffensive, but doesn't really add much to it. Like there uh, are I fa- would, far better ones. As much as I, I dislike a
1: lot of stuff. To- About Patrick Stewart his was way better
0: yeah or of course I I like the Muppets one personally
1: well I love that too but yeah I'm I'm talking about the ones that are more um, realistic to the book and stuff like that are you telling me that Muppets aren't real (laughs) what I'm saying is out of the ones that are based to be more true live action more based on the book more accurate and stuff the one that was more accurate and still actually dragged you in was Patrick Stewart he did do the emotions of the character well
0: mm-hmm yeah uh father luca had had this joke uh when when you showed the the, the eagle with the deer
1: oh dear
0: i just thought that was deer uh, go
1: bye-bye i mean
0: <laughs> yeah seriously deer go bye-bye um mm-hmm. all right let's see Da-da-da-da-da. father luca apologized for his blunder it's okay uh and then he went on to say i deserve the sackcloth no you do not deserve the sackcloth and ashes father you do not need to go the job route all right you'll you'll, you'll be okay you, you made an in innocent, innocent mistake. Okay,
1: Ambrose just earned a lot of points with me because that was actually one of my favorites as a oh, kid. Yeah. I love the music in it.
0: I it's been a long time since I've seen the mistake. I, I have you.
1: that one. That's part of my series I let play in the background during Christmas time.
0: Yeah. But Ambrose so, was also a victim of Avatar too. So I, I Yeah, feel that, you.
1: That, that's so tragic. Why did you let somebody make you have to watch that?
0: I think he may have chosen it.
1: Okay, then it's self inflicted and you're a masochist. <laughs> I mean, no pity. No pity
0: uh follow look then i said avatar 2 dancing with the astro smurfs yes i think that that also would uh would work miss minnesota hockey fan finally finished the christmas shopping today hey good good for you that's actually pretty early uh for for that to happen so let's see mephisto's movie reviews just says oh no uh (laughs) peña i'll give james cameron this he kept his word on making a sequel to avatar which is more than could be said for (laughs) ryan johnson and star wars yeah that's that's a fact uh, <laughs> Low blow.
1: Well done,
0: <laughs> Captain Canada. Says I love Thunderheart. It's one of my favorite movies. Hey, That's actually
1: based on my tribe and largely my family. Um, so <laughs> are you <laughs> trying to say it's
0: autobiographical? Story.
1: Not quite. I came around after that time, but are it, you suggesting <laughs>
0: coconuts migrate?
1: No, they just get carried by sparrows. I mean, <laughs> not at all. They could be carried.
0: Anyway, but yes, hey, yeah, you, ha- you have someone that loves the same movie you do, Captain Canada, meet Rosetta. Y'all I've always so had much.
1: a soft spot for Val Kilmer stuff, so hey,
0: there you go, Jess <laughs> Pena, have you considered doing collaboration with Melanie Mac? Uh, I know of Melanie Mac. I don't know enough of uh, like about her to have that. I I, I also I'm, I'm not one typically for for like collaborations. It's one of the things where if anyone ever asks me, I'm usually like if I can make. He the doesn't time. even go
1: on other channels that often. He does on yeah. occasion.
0: When I can, again, it's really. It'd, be, it'd scheduled. be nice
1: if when I get monetized, he comes on my celebration. Hint, hint, oh, hint. Oh, believe me,
0: if I if I'm available and and I'm <laughs> invited, absolutely, I will jump on. Like that's kind of like my thing is, I jump on. Well, I, can't I stay will on tell two, you
1: in your group chat that we're in when yeah. I know what I'm going to be able to. So there'll yeah. be at least that.
0: <laughs> exactly. Cause I do try to jump in on that, like that kind of stuff when I can. Um, but uh...
1: I did get to see Abu Nas again when he sh- when I had my thousand K, he came in yeah. to see
0: me. Yeah. Nice.
1: He showed up right as it, I was getting tired and give calling it. Of Quint, course. So. He did.
0: Of course.
1: <laughs> but he did actually come in to congratulate me.
0: <laughs> Follow Lucas staying on the same track. Avatar two dancing with the whales. Uh, only if it's the whales. Uh, there's the Mr. Magoo comment about Mr. Magoo, Christmas Carol favorite within my age group. It's a good one. Yeah, Miss Minnesota hockey fan. Totally agree. Uh, Muppets Christmas Carol. Yeah, definitely not. Uh, I will
1: say out of all the versions yeah. I saw as a kid, the one that I found creepiest with the with the thieves was actually Magoo's because mm. they have the okay. whole part where they're like singing, celebrating their evil acts, and they're like. Jaw open and twisted and stuff with, as they're seeing with the teeth gnarled in the camera. Yeah, it was creepy.
0: Yeah. Well, we're gonna go ahead and and wrap things up, but obviously uh, plugging here. Uh, Rosetta's work, so this is One Eagle Rider over on Redbubble uh, if you want to explore the designs that she has here and and hopefully this quarter.
1: spring I'll be putting up more of the animal stuff um, if you go into each one of those it's based on which items will um, actually work well on the different merches based on how you can crop it but if you look, like look at the bison there, scroll up slightly there a moment, you actually look at the bison, both the resting warrior and the mother and her baby there, you've got some really great shots here that you have like everything from hats to shirts to coasters oh, and nice. laptops and more you can get with it. Nice. I like that. So it's like a little piece of all my art and a there lot of know. nature stuff there. And yeah, there's trumpeter swans, which are the rarest swan type still at one point they were down where they was less than a hundred known population. And now they're only at a few thousand but they migrate through here every year. So I mm-hmm. do photos and videos with them when I can. Um, so I love those guys. Um, they're nice. actually a very big misnomer. The trumpeter swans are the largest swan, and they're actually one of the most docile and quietest. Hmm. Whereas the mute swans are actually one of the most aggressive and loudest. Think oh, about my. the trumpeter mute there a sec, and <laughs> the names should be inverted, shouldn't they?
0: yeah. <laughs> Are you saying that these swans are not Trump supporters?
1: <laughs> They're probably like me and don't care about them. I mean, <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's Sorry. where my brain went. Ha
1: ha ha. I'm so funny. I'm
0: not, uh, no. but check, yeah, check her out over on red Bubble. And then the, uh, Twitter or rather the YouTube, uh, channel has been posted there. Mm-hmm. Help her get to monetization 20 more hours. She needs go support her work over there. She's also active on the Twitters as well. Um, Oh, I didn't have that one ready to go. One moment. Ha-ha. Uh-huh. There
1: it is. Ha-ha, uh-huh, there okay. I am.
0: So, follow- Ignore the poll. Now.
1: Ignore the poll. Trust me, ignore
0: that poll. All right, wait. You can follow her on Twitter. There you go. At RoseMQueen1. There you go. You can follow uh, uh, her over there.
1: <laughs> that's part of the psychology stuff I do, and sometimes those get a little adult in their questions. So, yes. Yes, it, yes, it's yes. not- Meant as anything crass or pushing things, but it does. That's why I put but an adult warning on my page, just because exactly. I deal with a lot of. I was say,
0: you do have not for yeah, you do have the eighteen with the X over. So
1: <laughs>
0: there it is. So no minors Rosetta, allowed. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's for your own protection. Uh, Rosetta, thank you for joining me today. On this beautiful Saturday, and uh, for for being the the one of the, uh, at first I remember when I had initially asked, it sounded like there were a few people who were like, I might be able to stop around a little bit. And then by the day of, it was like, oh, they got this, got this, got this. But hey, as I said, stuff happens during this time of the year. It's a busy time of the year for well, if everybody. You've
1: been worried about it, you can always just try to find a way to do a second one next month for the those who couldn't.
0: Yeah, uh, but obviously, which you have done
1: before when yeah. it happens like this.
0: But obviously, you know January two can because of the holidays, and we'll 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 see we'll see we we'll can see what do. we can do We'll see what we can do what? with
1: it, take care of them, of course, and yeah, you, course. you've got your hands full with that little one that was watching us,
0: <laughs> yes, as you saw, he was literally like, "I want to scratch the microphone, I don't even know what this is, but this is, <sighs> yeah, and my wife was so concerned saying, "Oh, and they can hear that and I was like, yeah, but actually it doesn't sound terrible." You know, it wasn't like,
1: ultra loud. It was kind of funny.
0: Yeah, it was like, it was like oh, it's little baby hands just, you know, scratching on the little. You know.
1: Now, if it had been like a cat or dog doing that, it would have been like nails on a chalkboard.
0: Oh, yeah. Or if it was, you know, I have like the big poofy one on, you know, had it been like the thinner one, that probably could have been. And also, of course, if it was the direct mic itself. Um, it would have been as well. But, yeah, a shout out to uh, Tina B, uh, Empress of the Universe, who is dealing with uh, with illness. So pray for her recovery. Uh, especially again for for her eyes and uh, shout out to Matt 317 who wasn't able to make it today to Laura the modern major general wasn't able to make it today to Father Luca who has been in the chat congratulations again to you Uh, Mr. Roy K-Man also we're not able to 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 join today K-Man was going to be on but because of traveling complications wasn't able to make it and then uh, she's never able to join us unfortunately but she is still a chosen member Uh, shout out to Miss Martin Muses as well uh, so with all all of that, any last last thoughts before we sign off?
1: All I want to do for this year, for the last few weeks and for rain through Christmas, is set up these videos so that you guys will see cute little animal interactions and pretty upbeat things and baby signets and stuff like that over Christmas and January here, so that you have something to uplift you as we're going through a rough time for everybody because the holidays are always stressful and always rough. It's that mixed blessing. So if you follow the channel, there'll be a lot of short videos and shorts. And they'll just be things to hopefully lift your spirits, make you laugh and smile. There's otter videos. There's red panda videos. There's turtles swimming around and playing in front of the camera and stuff already up. And there's going to be more of that stuff over the next few months.
0: And that's what we all need during the holiday season. When things can get kind of crazy, just check out Rosetta's channel and check out her shorts. Check out her videos and uh, take a moment just to, you know, give your brain some... Some nice, relaxing nature. Relax. When
1: when I tried to do all the things everyone kept recommending to me to get my channel to grow and get myself up, none of it ever worked. Mm
0: -hmm. When I said,
1: quit throwing away everything just because I had a tremor or a shake or a glitch in one spot because my brain issues and my hand and arm muscle issues. And I started going, well, whether there's a little issue or not, just share it with people because there's still positive stuff. That's when things started going better. So Mm -hmm. the lesson learned in this is that You don't have to be perfect. You just have to do something that will make other people happy.
0: Amen. And with that positive note, we'll end the stream. And again, Rosetta, thank you for joining today. Uh, A shout out to not just to all the other Chosen that weren't able to make it today, but uh, to also Chris from the 80s. I promise I'll make the December video at some point. It'll be this week. Um, I kind of got hit because, uh, unfortunately, baby Thor was sick yesterday, so he was not able to go to daycare. Uh, and so because of that, I, I had, I was stay at home dad yesterday on my first day off, uh, for the holiday. So I was, I was not happy, but luckily he is, he's a little trooper. Um, but that's when I was going to do it. So this Monday I should be able to finally start to get some of that stuff done. But Chris from the eighties, shout out to him. Check out his YouTube channel, uh, as he is a member of the keep the Byfrost and has, has earned that shout, and so we'll see the November shoutouts video once again. So Rosetta, thank you as always for being a chosen member for joining me today, and again check out her her websites and her YouTube channel again, and posted all that stuff in the chat. So y'all have a wonderful rest of your day, and as always, God bless. it. And now for a huge special shout out to all of my November Patreon subscribe star and locals members at the Keeper of the Bifrost level and above. Starting off with Patreon with Father Luca Ilik Thank you very much, Father. Garrett Searles, Heimir Irie Heimason, Joe Horn, Jonathan Carney, Laura, the Modern Major General Story, Orange Hat Reviews, who you can check out on YouTube at his channel, Orange Hat Reviews, Rosetta Allen, who also has a YouTube channel that you can check out at Eagle Rider. and Miss Martin Muses, who also has a YouTube channel, Miss Martin Muses, and of course, the amazing Empress of the Universe, Tina B, who can check out at her YouTube channel, Tina B, where she hosts the show with Stephanie B, one of my mods, and one of my Valkyrie called Soup to Nuts. Check out Soup to Nuts and it premieres pretty much every Friday. So again, shout out to all of my Patreon people. Also to all my Subscribestar people, starting off with Matt317, check him out on Twitch at Matt317. The R, Fast Reaction, Mr. Roy, J-Rod the Beer Guru, and ZK Man, and ZK Man you could check out over at xtheboundaries.co to follow him uh, as he starts his podcast, and also uh, for many of his musical musings as well. Check him out. Very, very talented guy. And then lastly, my locals peeps. We got Miss Minnesota Hockey Fan. How about a hockey player? UIB Mad Dog, Mike Jackson for the win. J.H. Schwalbach, Brett D90, and the amazing (laughs) amazing lawyer, Robert Barnes. Thank you all so very much for supporting me. And if you want your name shouted out at the end of every live stream and video, go ahead and check out the top link in the video description below where you get access to that. Also, you get access to special things like giveaways and also uh, exclusive podcasts I do with John the Flick, Big Flickinger, and other guests throughout the month of November and in the previous and and, and the, yeah, the months to follow as well. And again, if any of that sounds interesting to you, especially the 4K giveaways, Steelbook giveaways, some of them that I have to give away this month are films like Starship Troopers on 4K Steelbook, Top Gun Maverick on 4K Steelbook, amongst many others. If that sounds interesting to you, check out the link and follow the instructions down below. Anyway, you guys are all amazing and beautiful people. Hope you all have a wonderful rest of your day. And as always, God bless.